This is the Cameron Journal Podcast. It's a place where we talk about important things. It's a place where we bring a little slice of the news to you. And it's a place where we do important things, have important conversations. It's also things that I like to talk about. My name is Cameron Cowan, and this is the Cameron Journal Podcast. Today on the Cameron Journal Podcast, we're back with Mikey Weinstein with the Military Religious Freedom Foundation. We've had him on the podcast a couple times, and I'm having him back on because the story we've been following about Christian nationalism has taken a new turn. In the last several days, uh, General Michael Flynn, um, who was pardoned by Trump for various and sundry crimes, um, decided to say out loud that not only do we need to be one nation under God, we need to be one nation under God and all the same religion, Um, which is not so good if you're not Christian, not evangelical, um, or no religion at all, which is the growing fastest religion in this country. So um, this also kind of corresponds right with a new organization that MRFF has found out about, who is um, saying the quiet part out loud um, from what we covered last year. So we're bringing on our expert to talk about this because this is probably the biggest national security threat we're facing as Americans today. So let's let's get find out what is going on and um and, and what we can do about it. So welcome Mr. Weinstein to the Cameron Journal podcast. Thank you, Cameron. It's always a pleasure. Yes. Yeah, so why don't we start with uh General Flynn's comments because that's hot on the press today. Um I mean We've talked about a couple times before about the Christian nationalist takeover over, takeover of the military. Um, what do you think about Mr. Flynn's comments and what does that mean for the rest of us? Um, I think it's fair to say that, um, you know, a- after, I, I can't, I want to say that I'm not surprised, but I, I guess what I'd say is that, that making such a uh, repulsive statement, such an unconstitutional statement, so boldly when he knows that everything he, that he sees is uh, that everywhere he goes, he's going to be covered by the media. Um, uh, I think it's a combination of willful uh, stupidity, but at the same time, not really so. But by that, Cameron, I mean, his idea is to, is to monetize uh, martyrdom, the same thing with people like Steve Bannon or anybody else. And um, to make the statement that, that, that is about as antithetical to the, foundation, to the foundation of this country, how this country was founded, um, uh, you have to ask why. Why would he do that? Why could he feel he could get away with something like that? Remember, this guy ran one of our, our, our 17 national security agencies. He was the national security advisor for Trump. He's a convicted felon. But to say that we need to be one nation under God by itself is actually unconstitutional. That's not at all true. But then to go to the next step and say that it has to be one religion under God. And I, I'm kind of going to go out on a limb here and tell you that I don't think he was referring to Shintoism or Taoism, or Hinduism, or Islam, or Buddhism, or Buddhism, or uh, Judaism. You know, he's talking about Christianity, and not just any Christianity, because there's thousands of of of, of uh, denominations. But this concept of d- dominionist uh, or reconstructionist um, nationalist uh, Christianity, and uh, the fact that you know we decided we were just getting bombarded with this, so we decided to come out because while m- many Americans have heard of this. Um, 
uh, this Cretan, uh, this uh, uh, seditious traitor, Michael Flynn, many don't know that he has a brother who's a four-star general. They both went to ROTC at the University of Rhode Island. His brother, Charles Flynn, is the commander of the entire United States Army in the Pacific. That's a big swath, Cameron, of our armed forces. And directly the, the, the biggest swath that has to confront um, um, uh, folks like Kim Jong-un in North Korea and President Xi, who is meeting with President Biden today in, in China. And so um, we felt it would be a good idea to uh, directly ask his brother or demand that his brother disavow and, um, and um, uh, make it clear that he did not support uh, that the horrible statements, uh, you know, Charles, the four-star general, did not support the brother Michael Flynn's statements. Uh, and in so doing, we also reminded, because there's not just that, in the last uh, 72 hours, we've had 26 Navy SEALs, Cameron, and some related explosive ordnance uh, um, uh, uh, EOD uh, personnel and other related uh, military special ops folks file a lawsuit against President Biden, alleging that they're religious freedom rights have been violated because they have to get the COVID shots. Uh, we've also had the, what's called the TAG, the Adjutant General in the state of Oklahoma, which has 52 counties, all of which I believe are red, um, make it clear that he will also disavow the president's orders through the Pentagon and, and Lloyd Austin, the Defense Department Secretary, uh, to make sure that all of the guardsmen are likewise, you know, inoculated and vaccinated against the COVID-19 virus. So you start connecting these dots and um, you look at, at, at the fact that so many school children today go by, go in school buses to and from schools and pass lawns with large signs out there saying, fuck Joe Biden, or the, um, the attempt to, uh, uh, to disguise that by saying, let's go, Brandon. Thank you, NASCAR. Um, this country is a powder keg. More than in my lifetime, I'm 66 years old, and I think I think you can make an argument it goes back even further, maybe ever in the, in the history of this country. And um, uh, so it was a big thing when Flynn made that statement Saturday night that we need to be one nation under God and only one religion when it comes to being under God. I, yes, and I think it's important to mention the fact because most people do not know this. The words under God were not added to the Pledge of Allegiance till 1959. It is, I mean, and you can see on film newsreels of children reciting the pledge without yeah. that phrase from the 30s and 40s. And then in the late 50s, early 60s, mostly to combat godless communism, thank you, Joe McCarthy, um, these words were added. And everybody acts like it's been that way forever, time eternal, practically since January 5th, 1776. And those of us who've actually read a history book are kind of like, mm, no, no, it's actually quite, within my mother's lifetime. I mean, it's, you know, no, my yeah, mother exactly. was three when that was put in. Like that's, it's not really not that long, all things relatively speaking. Um, and that was so, an attempt to combat so-called godless communism. And, yes. uh, and, you know, before then, the motto of this country, of course, was e pluribus unum, out of many, one. That was the whole concept that the, the constitutional founding framers had was, They'd seen religious and, uh, um, hysteria and tyranny and oppression in Europe, uh, where so often uh, um, men of the cloth had been men in political power. They looked at Cromwell in England. They could look at the Salem witch trials, and they said, we're not going to do that here. They were uh, about as uh, specific as they could possibly be. 
And um, yet uh, uh, we've come to a, a day and age in this country now where um, to be able to have honorable service as a citizen for any position, whether or not you wanna be a high school teacher, a middle school teacher, one of my kids teaches public middle school, social studies, uh, uh, you better be very, very careful about things like um, uh, talking about suicide prevention or teaching uh, the concept that um, uh, maybe the great migration from the South to the North wasn't because of the industrial revolution, but because there were 4,000 black, black people that were lynched in the South. We're very, very careful about, about using the term critical race theory, which has a lot of syllables in it. So a lot of Christian nationalists can't go much beyond two or three. They don't understand that. And um, so we are, and as well, I said- that, That's part of the problem with this entire conversation. I remember the first time we spoke, we spoke for two and a half hours. And I said, well, the constitution, Congress shall make no law respecting a religion or prohibiting the fair exercise thereof. Seems like an open and shut case, like no need for a Supreme Court ruling on that one. Like this seems pretty straightforward. And yet somehow with that being, you know, such a part of the first amendment and like the general knowledge, the founding fathers were not into the great state religions of Europe, many of which are still in place to this day. Um, despite these countries being incredibly unreligious, um, they, they wanted to avoid exactly what General Flynn and all these people are proposing. And remember, so exactly where's the intellectual, what I don't understand is where's the intellectual disconnect of these people who clutch the constitution like it's a piece of flotsam off the Titanic and, and not reading what they're actually clutching. Well, it, you have to remember, I mean, it's, it's not just the, um, they'll sit there and say, I've had this said to me for decades. Well, Mikey Weinstein, why don't you show me where it says, um, you know, um, religion um, in, um, uh, in the, uh, you know, in the First Amendment. I'm, I'll sit there and say, or God, I'll say, look, 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 look. Um, obviously, we have something called case law. We have, you know, generations of case law that support this separation of spiritual and temporal church and state um, in, um, you know, in, our, in, in, in interpreting the First Amendment. But look at Clause 3, Article 6, Cameron, and everybody out there in podcast land. That makes it very clear when it says we will never have a religion test for any position in the federal government. I mean, that's about as clear as you can get. So uh, uh, a lot of these people, um, you know, I think they've done um, scientific experiments, uh, double-blind studies that show when someone, if someone, if you tell somebody that today is Monday, and they say, no, it's Saturday. You can give them a boatload of evidence showing that today is actually Monday, not Saturday. But rather than being open-minded and, and dispassionately looking at the facts, the more you show them evidence that contradicts, you know, in, incontrovertible evidence, Cameron, that contradicts their, their um, completely wrong assertions, it only buttresses it and strengthens it. So um, I think, you know, the whole idea of democracy in this country was that it was supposed to be a place where we could have reasonable debate on two different sides. And, you know, and I was seeing about this in the media because it's been, you know, this a, a crescendo a tsunami of this stuff since this was spoken Saturday night. It's not even been 48 hours. And I was watching one commentator talk about this, indicating that this country was designed so that we could have reasonable debate. And then after that, we go back, to, you know, we respect each other and then we move on. But we're not in that position now. Now the American flag has been co-opted by these individuals along with the Confederate flag. And um, the concept of 
to be an honorable citizen, you need to be straight, white, Christian, and our version of Christianity, and male. No trans, no, no LGBTQA, uh, no Judaism, unless it's the right kind of Jews, like Jews, Jews for Jesus. Certainly no Islam, um, and certainly, um, um, you know, uh, women have their place, which is basically to prepare food, um, serve food, and clean up after meals. And this is, this is just the way it is. And this type of Christian nationalism exists, we know that, in state legislatures. It exists among the sewage workers, uh, the cops, the firefighters, Cameron. But when you find it uh, in the Marine Corps, Navy, Army, Air Force, Space Force, Coast Guard, uh, the intelligence agencies all over the VA, but, but like I said, where all the weapons of mass destruction um, exist, that th this is a national security threat. It's not just a problem, issue, or challenge. And when you have someone like Michael Flynn, who rose to the rank of three-star general, became the closest person for national security uh, to the imbecile, you know, entitled coward Trump, um, making the statement that we need to just have one religion to work together in this country, and we must. He used the word must. Um, it's it, it's not just you know phaser on overload to use Star Trek talk, you know it's time for people to do something. And um, I I saw something else the other day saying that there's going to come a time very near in this country where people who are being quietly complicit are complicitly quiet when they watch this silence are going to have to decide to stay that way through the brutality, or they're going to have to stand up and actually exercise their right to fight back against it. And um, rapidly this time is coming where. If you, you want to go bowling, you want to go on a picnic, or you just want to, you know, take your kids to Cub Scouts or uh, go watch a movie, you're not going to be able to do that because the fabric of our society is being torn asunder while we watch. And I'm not sure how to fix it, but we do have a constitution in this country. And as you said before, whether people, people read it a particular way, it's just like reading the Bible, though. That can be interpreted, you know, thousands of different ways. So we do have a judiciary whose job it is to interpret that. But here's the sad here, here's the sad thing about this situation, though. It's not like this is interpreting the civil rights protections of the Reconstruction Amendments. Right. This is not trying to untangle, um, you know, voting rights protections between the states getting to control elections and all this sort of thing. Right. This is this is not nearly that level of complicated. This no. one's pretty straightforward. <laughs> And, and that's yes. the thing. I think the thing about this whole thing, ever since I found out about it and first started talking and interacting with you, it's like this one is so simple and so straightforward. Like the prohibition against the federal government implementing any sort of state religion is very clearly enshrined. And to just talk about this from a conservative perspective, former Republican here, the founders' intention was that way. It's in the Constitution that way. Over and over and over again, across 250 years of American history, Supreme Court justices, many of whom held deeply held religious beliefs, have said over and over and over again, thou shalt not do this. And now all of a sudden we have a not insignificant portion of people who are saying, well, we should do that, but we want it to be our religion and our thing. And I think what a lot of people, I don't necessarily understand, I think a lot of other people don't understand exactly what their motivation is behind this. I mean, they live in a country where their religion and their practices are put up with, are tolerated, are dealt with, all this type of thing. 
in most European countries, they would never have the freedoms they have to say homeschool their children or all this type of thing. It doesn't exist to most of the rest of the world. Um, so what I don't understand is what is their motivation to make their religion the only game in town and then to reshuffle society according to their crazy values. Because honestly, I'm ready to call the Taliban and be like, can you, do you want to offload some people? Like gather everyone together that doesn't want to live under you and we'll bring them here. And then all the evangelicals, you can have all of them and you guys can figure out how conservatively you want to live. Like, let's just start getting some air flights going back and forth, just trading people because this is nuts. We've been saying this since the early 2000s that we're dealing with the Christian, the fundamentalist Christian version of the Taliban or Al Qaeda or the Mujahideen or ISIS. And um, um, look, it's, I think you can trace it back to two things, poor education and fear. Uh, basically, when you tell people that have been in, in the majority for generations, uh, and, and I, this, of course, doesn't explain the fact when you find people of color or, or people are LGBTQ people um, that, uh, that support uh, or, or people of a minority faith who support Trump. I can't, I can't explain that. Um, but poor education, uh, the failure to teach civics about uh, and, and the true aspect of American history. When I grew up in this, in this uh, going to public schools, the only black history I ever got, I knew nothing about the massacre in Tulsa that was never talked about. Two things, George Washington Carver, this great scientist who developed a million things to do with the peanut, and a guy named Crispus Attucks, who was black, who was killed at the Boston massacre in Boston. That was it. We didn't learn even about Jackie Robinson. I'm a big baseball fan, so I knew about him. So to sit back and say, we're gonna have Black History Month and people go, well, I want White History Month. You know, Black Lives Matter. No, all lives matter. Um, uh, we can talk about it as much as we want, but um, as I said before, there's no replacement for, you know, for, uh, for a poor education or an education that's been, been tainted one way. I remember being forced to sing Christmas carols in public schools here in New Mexico. I, I didn't I didn't know that I could sit there and say no I don't want to I don't want to you know sing uh, um, together I, I still remember the papers the smell of the mimeographed uh, papers with all the lyrics being handed out by our teacher I don't want to um, sing Silent Night uh, my third grade teacher who at the time I loved spent the whole year teaching us about Pilgrim's Progress one of the great works of Western lit, uh, literature but it was all about a Christian who's carrying a cross on his back going through all of these adventures. We didn't know any better. We were, we, were, we were kids. But this stuff takes a toll. And when you, when you come back and tell people that you're, you're now in a more diverse, arguably more diverse society, you're all going to have to share your toys. You can't just keep the best toys to yourself. And that's what the idea of, of critical race theory, which is you talk about being in grad school. It's a graduate level course. We're not teaching it to kindergartners. But the concept of unity and diversity and um, um, equity uh, is something that means an awful lot. We had a situation we went uh, public with a couple of weeks ago where we had a, a deputy commander try to cancel Halloween for his, uh, his troops, saying that if you celebrate that, that's being disrespectful to my family. Now, he's a, he's a very devout evangelical fundamentalist Christian. Because you're why? Because you're celebrating Satan. And therefore, you're not supporting diversity, equity, and, uh, and um, unity. He then said there would be a unit Christmas play and he was going to ask the few Jewish personnel in his unit, not ask because when, you know, you're being voluntold by your commander in the military, right. to play the roles of Christ and some of the, you know, all of the, some of the other Jewish people in the Christmas, Christmas passion play concept. We got that stopped very, very, very quickly. But um, 
it's it's not even a stone's throw away. It's more like you know, uh, um, uh, within arm's reach to see that we be, end up becoming Christian warriors. Think for a second, because no one's talked about it yet that I'm aware of, except for us. Think of the bonanza, the propaganda bonanza for what Flynn said yesterday to the Islamic extremists out there who want to cast this as a war, a religious faith war between their version of um, warrior Allah and the version that they see of America, you know, of um, warrior Jesus Christ. Could it possibly be made more, diff uh, uh, you know, any different? And when Flynn says we want one nation, you know, we, we, we must have one nation under God and only one religion under God. When he says God, he is not referring to Buddha, Allah, or Spider-Man. He means his version of weaponized Jesus. That is the way it is. And um, But we are in a country that is being informed by media folks, podcasts, on both different sides, uh, on, on, on two sides. And the people that, uh, that support what we view as rationality and reasonableness um, will monitor the stuff coming out of that, you know, the One America News, Fox, Breitbart, Newsmax. But those that watch that, those horrible entities on the other side, um, have lost the ability to be objective, um, either through complete innate ignorance or, again, willful ignorance. They're being stupid on purpose. So, you know, um, we would both be a lot more popular if we catered to that narrative. I always well, told everybody, I said, if I wanted to make a lot of money doing this, oh, I yeah. would become a right wing commentator. I would I would make yes. a fortune. And I'm brown. So that'd be yes. even better. Like, I would make a fortune. Well, I was um, told that if, if, I, if I woke up one morning and said that Jesus had visited me and I had a sudden conversion, I could become a trillionaire just getting on the lecture circus, circuit and letting people, oh my God, Mikey Weinstein. For years, they've, you know, they've tried to refer to me as the latter-day version of Saul of Tarsus, and I'm on the road to Damascus waiting for my moment, you know, and so I, I understand all that, and, um, but we have, you know, real problems here. Another problem is, is something I don't like to talk about, but I don't like to use the terms conservative or progressive, but progressives often do not know how to get down and dirty and fight with the vile, fascistic, Republican filth on the other side. They don't know how to do it. When Michelle Obama, a woman I have a lot of respect for, makes the statement that when they go low, we go high, no, Michelle, when they go low, we have to meet them on the field of battle and fight as hard as we can, because that is in their playbook. And I've said this for many years, you get a bunch of conservatives in a room together to plan something, and they go hand in glove. You get a bunch of progressives in a room together, and they try to peck each other's eyes out with pencils and pens. So that's oh, yeah, no, I mean, a great, a great old quote. I am not a member of an organized political party. I'm a Democrat, yeah. Will Rogers. Will Rogers, um, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's, yeah, no, I mean, that is, I mean, I think that is, and I, I think the left also has a problem. And it's funny because I get a lot of feedback from people, including Trump, Trump Republicans and other Democrats who say, Cameron, why aren't you in charge of Democratic Party messaging? You actually know how to talk to these people. And I said, well, please share a podcast episode. <laughs> like, I need to be, for me to have any effect, I need to be much more popular. Um, so it's like, share everybody, please. Um, it, it is. It is true. Like I, I think a lot of these conversations get stuck in really kind of dumb ideology, and I think a lot of people on the left don't know. They don't understand evangelical Christianity because most of them have never been exposed to it, didn't grow up with it. That's the first problem. The right. second problem is they don't know how to talk to really to to religiously minded people, and I think the third thing they don't understand is that people are a lot more conservative 
in this country than a lot of people give people credit for. And I think uh, particularly the progressives and my congressperson, Pramila Jayapal, is the tip of the spear on this stuff. The progressives on the left just don't understand that. Like they don't, they don't understand how to take <clears throat> progressive values, thoughts, and ideas and articulate them to a conservative religious audience. You know, it's like yeah, the messaging they don't know how to do. Like uh, you just um, stimulated a very a bad memory I had a number of years ago. I was asked to give a speech in front of um, a large group of uh, liberal, um, you know centimillionaires, people that were worth more than $100 million, some uh, more than a billion dollars, and their representatives. I gave the speech about what we were doing and, and uh, why we were doing what we were doing. And everyone sat just stone-faced when I finished. And finally, a hand went up and just said, well, Mr. Weinstein, um, why should we even have a military in this country? It's like this, the concept of defund the police. Okay, what is the, I understand the concept, but, but um, if you honestly don't believe we need to have an armed services in this country, you know, I don't even know where to begin with you. If you don't understand that the nature of our, we were, we were made through evolution or however you want to view it, that our bodies need sustenance every few minutes, whether it's food or drink, we need to be protected from the heat and the cold. This calls into, 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 um, uh, in, into the spotlight resources, who can have resources. And as we started out you know, as tribal entities millennia ago, we find ourselves here now with the ability to kill ourselves and extinguish life on this planet. But you can't get too far beyond, you know, and uh, people will look at you, they don't want to think about it that way. The concept of, well, I love the American flag. And, uh, you know, there's there, if you're born a boy, then you stay a boy. If you're born a girl, there's only two sexes, just like Adam and Eve. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to argue with faith. I like to go back to the Constitution, because it says what it says, and it's been interpreted, as, as you mentioned, and we mentioned earlier, um, for generations, one way or the other, and makes it really quite clear. And uh, the military, since we talked about it, has its own criminal code. Remember, it was just a few months ago when Mike Flynn was saying that, uh, like in Myanmar, we should have a coup, a military coup in this country. Now, I would like to see the Biden administration do what they do, they can do for retired officers who are collecting retirement and pull them off retirement and court-martial them. Why not? Why would you not do that? You know, and, and uh, to make a statement that we should have a coup in this country, like they did in Myanmar, um, uh, which he said in front of an audience, you remember that, Cameron, right? I do, yeah. you, we need to have one religion. Or Steve Bannon saying, when we win, when we sweep the midterms, which could very easily happen in 11 and a half months, and yeah. then in 24, when Trump comes back and we take it over again, he used the term, we're going to put, we've learned from last time, we're going to put shock troops into the, into the agencies. I've been in the agencies. You know, I was at the White House. I've been in the military. That means they're going to put Schedule C political appointees in there that will not tolerate anything other than their way. And this is, uh, you know, this is uh, an autocracy. This is an authoritarian strongman um, attempt uh, to literally trample the Constitution and uh, and create a um, a dystopia very very much like uh, what what you see in The Handmaid's Tale. And uh, we even had the producers there reach out to us once telling us, thank you for helping us try to stop the future that we portray on our show. But Gilead is the fictional country there that is, is still in a war with what's left of America. There isn't much left. You know, this is the kind of stuff that is actually happening. We are sitting here in mid-November um, of 2021. How long are we gonna go before something significantly huge can happen and tear everything apart? I don't know. All I know is that we have to try to keep fighting to do what is, what is right 
and um, the rule of law has to prevail. We have a system in this country, but if the system itself, you remember we have a million Trump judges out there and the, uh, the judge that is taking a look at Bannon now is a Trump appointed judge. Do they have the ability to be impartial? Uh, I don't know. And in the military, we have, a, we have a, its own separate criminal code, which is the Uniform Code of Military Justice, because the Supreme Court ruled in 1974 that, that First Amendment rights, including for those 26 Navy SEALs and a few others that have sued President Biden, and the, the Adjutant General in, um, in uh, Oklahoma, that your rights of a First Amendment expression are going to be severely curtailed because the compelling governmental interest in our military is to ensure that it is as lethal as possible. And that means we have to um, buttress good order, morale, discipline, unit cohesion, mission accomplishment, listen carefully, the health and safety of the troops. If you can't order members of the military to get this shot, and by the way, they get, 50, they get several other dozen shots just as a matter of course. But this yeah. time they're saying, no, there are dead baby fetus parts in this COVID thing. And when you look at like at, at an idiot, like, like um, which there isn't just for the listener. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> we have, we have to dispel misinformation. Right. Aaron, Roger, yeah. Aaron Rogers, who says, well, I'm not an activist. I'm an athlete uh, uh, who lies uh, and, you know, cl claims he's immunized. But then, you know, uh, uh, I guess he goes to Dr. Joe Rogan, speaking of podcasts, uh -huh. his best advice. And that's that's why I was I was seeing was it um, forget who it was. One of the celebrities this weekend was saying that uh, if um Rogers ever suffers a compound fracture on the field, like uh, Joe the Theismann did for the Redskins back in the day, he hopes it's going to be Joe Rogan running out there with his medical quit, you know, kit to fix it. But, but the fact that you would have people saying, I need to do my own research and determine whether or not this shot is safe, whether it's Johnson and Johnson, Pfizer, or Moderna. Imagine going to the dentist and says, you need to do a root canal. And you go, well, you know what? Let me do the research on that and see if there's not some sort of fairy dust or some sort of special drink I can take that we'd normally give to goats uh, to make sure that when they're on the goat farm, they don't, that they don't have allergies. Maybe I don't really need that root canal. Now, why is this happening? There, it's happening because uh, the, the maniacs, the right-wing maniacs, believe that COVID doesn't exist. It was invented by those people trying to take their Lord and Savior, Donald Trump, out of the White House. And you're being disloyal to, um, to, uh, to that cause if you get the shot. And um, this is where we are now in this country. Uh, and uh, I don't know anybody. I don't, may, maybe you'll be the exception. I know of nobody who hasn't lost family or friendships uh, that um, because you have people on the other side. Uh, in my own personal, I mean, in my professional life, I have to deal with enough people that support the entitled coward Trump. And it's not that yeah, he has a very low intelligence, but he's easy to become a hand in glove and be manipulated by the nationalists, the Christian nationalists. But uh, everybody else, I, in my personal life, I've tried to excise as many as I can that support that. Sometimes because of familial ties or going back to college days, it's hard to do it. But let me put that question to you. It's your podcast. Have you had to separate yourself from anybody because of this? I actually really have have not. Um, well, then you, I congratulate you. Uh, and I, I wish I could say that, but in my situation, that is not the case. Yeah, it, it's kind of a it's kind of a difficult a, a difficult situation. I've gotten in a lot of um, interesting conversations, debates, and arguments um, about the vaccine. Um, I've I've been dialoguing on Instagram with this uh, cop named Mike Cunahan. I've I've posted our conversations on Twitter from time to time, and and he's kind of been in the whole you know oh you know 
if you're a healthy person, all this type of thing, you don't need the vaccine or 78% of the deaths have been from obese people, all this type of thing. And he's one of these fitness bros that works out a lot on the cover of Men's Health, all this type of thing. Um, and, and it's funny because in one of our conversations, I uh, quoted the preamble of the constitution, which has a lot of, one might consider collectivist language in it, all this type of thing. Um, and he asked me why I was quoting communism. And I said, I'm not quoting communism, sir. That's that's just the preamble for the all that stuff about common welfare and all that type of thing. Right. That's just right. in the constitution, been there since 1787, like just chilling, you know, sort of thing. Um, so it it this is kind of the mind, but I, not a lot of people are willing to engage and stay engaged with someone like that and respond to every Instagram story and every dumb post and all this sort of thing and just, you know, be be out there like that. And, and I think, you know, I think part of the problem with, with that broken narrative, and I think it's indicative of broken narratives elsewhere, is a lot of people who are, and I hate to say it, but are pro-vaccine, that's a terrible term, but we're going to use it, um, they're not willing to meet people where they are with their concern. Like I'm black and in the African-American community, we have a very justified suspicion of the medical establishment. They've not always been so nice to us. Um, and so I have a lot of black, of my black friends who are kind of like, mm, no, thank you. We'll, we'll take a pass on this. And I'm kind of like, I, I understand where you're coming from. Like Tuskegee wasn't that long ago. Like I guess, I mean, Henrietta Lacks, Oprah made a whole movie about that situation. And like her cells are the responsible for every major medical breakthrough in the last half century. Um, and her family just got paid for it. Um, like there's been all these issues and all this type of thing. And I think people are not willing to address the concerns with the vaccine. And I have read some troubling things about the vaccine. I have some concerns, and I say that as someone who's double vaxxed, um, when it comes to myocarditis and heart issues and all this type of thing, you know, we're gathering our long-term data on the vaccine in real time um, and all this sort of thing. But the reality is when you look at the numbers, compared to even other older vaccines, the rate of death or complications or everything is incredibly low, especially for something that we invented a year and a half, you know, that we well, really came up with a year and a half ago. The hypocrisy, when people sit there and try to make the statement, you know, no vaccine because it's my body, my choice, compare that to abortion. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Right? The same people are like, I should get to choose what to do with my body. It's like, right. let's keep that energy next time we talk about abortion. Yes, and then it immediately exactly. flies out the window. I mean, this is the whole problem. And I, I, I think it's odd that COVID masks, vaccines, all this sort of thing have become so politicized. I didn't really see that coming. Um, and I mean, when it happened, I lit in on it and I'm like, okay, that's what's going on. But I didn't really think that, that it would become kind of what it is to where people are kind of like, you know, oh, like where, you know, don't forget to wear your jacket today so the person next to you can be warmer because apparently that's how vaccines work and that people should have the option to just not do it because they just don't feel like it. And the, all the people who've had dozens of other vaccines but just don't like this one. That, like, that whole debate, that whole situation no, that's what we said before. You cannot is just... 
you can't tell not. me you have the flu shot or uh, my wife happens to have MS. So she's, you know, she's um, immunodeficiency compromised. Um, and I understand it, but, the, but look, the bottom line is I'm getting back to, if you have a military and you're ordered to do something, you will right. take the hill. Well, now, you know what I need to do it. We need to do a site survey to see if I need to take that hill or not. So um, right. we talk, we, we're getting back to Flynn and how dangerous that is, or the adjutant general in Oklahoma, how dangerous that is, They're disobeying orders to do it, or the, uh, the Navy SEALs that are suing the president saying, uh, you're violating my religious freedom to do that. Religious freedom itself has turned into the freedom to only do what I want to do, and I want to be able to, you know, and, and if you don't agree with what I'm telling you to do, like the uh, the, command, the, uh, the deputy commander ordering the troops, uh, making it very clear you, that you shouldn't celebrate Halloween, um, wh whose freedom is it? You know, is it, if you, know, if you do that, you're going to be insulting me if you're going to be celebrating you know, Satan, as opposed to a holiday for little kids to dress up like Taylor Swift or Spider-Man and to get Tootsie Rolls and lollipops. But, but um, it's a much more serious thing. I, I, I don't understand, just, I think what it comes down to is a lack of empathy and sympathy from one human being to another. They've done studies of this. As you go up the phylogenetic scale from, from apes, chimpanzees, bonobos, um, the ability to care for fe uh, other species members of gorillas, apes, and bonobos gets larger as you go up the scale. But even for human beings, it like, like we max out at about 100 or 150 fellow homo sapiens. After that, I mean, Stalin said one man's death is a tragedy. A million is a statistic. And there's a certain sense of just, I don't want to use a pedestrian or prosaic word, but meanness. Now, I'm not saying there isn't intolerance on the left. I've seen it. I understand that. But it is a different type of animal. When you see it with people like a, a beautiful state like Idaho, filled with a lot of Christian nationalists that are there, but you can find them anywhere. You know, you go out to Red Lobster, the table next to you. You go to a movie theater. Uh, I mean, have you not driven in your car past these, these vehicles with the Trump and American flags out there? You know, as I said before, even the concept of um, let's go Brandon, because at that NASCAR event, the, uh, they're trying to see, well, that's the fake news. It was a female reporter trying to interview a race car driver who misunderstood and she's, oh, they're saying, you know, the guy's name was Brandon. Hey, let's go Brandon. When they were really were saying, fuck Biden. See, that's the fake news. So um, I've, I've got, I got to tell you, I've got about three or four minutes left. Time with you flies when it goes, but it's, I feel like I'm talking to, you know, I always feel like we're like on an airplane together or meeting in a, in a, a public place, having a great discussion. I, I just wish that others could ask these questions. And, and I, I had a former friend, he's no longer a friend, <laughs> um, based on this, uh, this, what's happened, lost that friendship. We still stay in touch, but not anything that's helpful, uh, that, that is, uh, is, is growing or uh, fruitful for either one of us, um, who just appears to be mean. He's just mean. His, his statement was that it's, um, um, it's really um, just simply uh, Michael Flynn expressing his religious views, which he's allowed to do. And uh, so that's something that's just very, very, very difficult uh, for me to deal with. And I don't want to have to have any sort of um, uh, relationship with somebody like that. I get enough of it on my professional side. But I see a meanness, a willful ignorance, uh, and a complete uh, and, a, and a, feeling, a feeling of villainy on the other side, that you're part of that great attempt we, uh, that doesn't believe that this election was stolen. My God, Trump paid dispassionate people, actually, they were just passionate that's that at all. His own people to go into Arizona and recount. And Biden ends up with another 385 votes. Yeah, and every time, I mean, every time they do these recounts, he just loses more. You think he'd stop out of an embarrassment. But before you have to go, 
let's talk about this new organization, STARS. So yes. new group of, of old white men, pardon, present company excluded, old white men have gotten together to try to enforce their views on the rest of us. What are they up to? And well, how yes, do we... it's supposed to stand for um, uh, stand against racism and radicalism in the services. Um, I believe they've got some token people they claim that are uh, people of color or might actually be uh, not Christian, but in the main, they are, you know, they're older, straight, white, Christian males. And it's a, uh, they, they, they formed, they're very closely related to my alma mater and the alma mater of four of my kids, the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, um, because the football team last year during COVID came out with a three minute video to their credit extolling the virtues of Black Lives Matters. And that, and that enraged uh, these graduates and many others. So um, uh, their concept was that that's a commie organization. Probably the head of it secretly is Vladimir Putin. And um, uh, as we took a hard look at them, we, we put out some analysis, the connections to these, um, uh, these uh, uh, Christian nationalist organizations that we've fought in the past. Uh, and th there's a long list. There's over 100 of them that, that seem to be headquartered right there in Colorado Springs, which we refer to as the fundamentalist Christian nationalist uh, Vatican, uh, was very, very clear to see. And so uh, we had a number of people that had reached out to us saying, hey, you know, so we exposed them for what they are. Uh, they're nothing more than another one of these, you know, hate organizations connected every which way you can imagine by, uh, by folks that want to preserve the status quo, which means you all can live the way you want to live, but um, it's really a great time to be male, straight, and Christian, and conservative, and Republican. And the rest of you, uh, we'll, you know, maybe we'll tolerate that. And it's extremely dangerous when you look at um, uh, retired generals, you, they have, they're, they're, there are lawyers, there are other folks that are there. The majority, of course, are going to be straight white Christian males. Um, and they really hate critical race theory because that's another communist plot, trying to, trying to make white people feel really bad um, uh, about um, uh, the history here. Uh, and I'm not saying critical race theory. If anyone, it's hard enough for anyone to encapsulate it, but that there weren't some flaws there. The concept that the Revolutionary War was created to preserve slavery has come under great criticism. And I understand that. But the idea of trying to reframe history or reteach it from the perspective of, I mean, it's nothing more than what Howard Zinn did in A People's History of the United States. It's a fabulous book. I mean, Matt Damon talked about it in Goodwill Hunting. But, you know, I'd, I'd never gotten met Howard Zinn, but I was asked to replace him on the advisory board of truthout.org when he had his heart attack and passed away, sadly, in LA. You read that book and you look at American history through the eyes of people of color, uh, trade unionists, um, Native Americans, and women, you see a very different perspective. I live in a state with a very large Native American population. I've talked to, uh, to Navajos and to members uh, and to the two different uh, varieties of, um, of Apaches and others that are here. And it's a very, very different perspective. When you talk about manifest destiny, America from, you know, uh, from shining sea to shining sea, um, which is tied directly into this concept of Jesus wants us to, to take control of this country, you trample on the rights of others. It doesn't mean that we still don't have massive virtue in this country. What it means is that we need to take a hard look at this. And, uh, and by doing that, you learn critical skills, the same skills that you learn when you buy a pair of shoes. Do I want that color? Are these going to be good for me if I walk a long distance? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? So STARS um, is, is an, another organization um, of the same group of people trying to advocate that, that um, 
movements like Black Lives Matters and critical race theory, which is everywhere, is going to, to destroy our social structure. And in a way, they're right. It's going to reframe it from the perspective of let's take a good hard look at, uh, at history here. And it does matter that the, that the constitutional founding framers were slave owners. It does matter that women couldn't vote. It does matter that slaves were considered three-fifths of a human being. And so that, and by having this knowledge, you know, the concept is information, Cameron, is inherently better than no information. So that's where we stand with that. I, I have pretty much uh, reached my limit for this. I could go on for hours with you, but I'm no. sure uh, that maybe we'll have a chance to talk more times in the future. Yeah, no, I, I, I was, I obviously, I know, I know time is short, so I just wanted to kind of go over what these people were up to and, you know, democracy dies in the dark. A great newspaper used to believe that they don't anymore. They're owned by Jeff Bezos, but um, yeah. the principle is still true. Um, is and true. so it's just, it's just important to, you know, highlight, um, to highlight these people um, wherever, wherever they are and to try to kind of expose what is going on and, well, let me yes. I want to say one more thing, if I can. Yeah. Um, we have to use bodyguards here. And uh, one of our, our head bodyguards, who's a very, very well-known bodyguard of celebrities, I won't say his name, uh, he happens to be African-American, had his own radio show for a while, um, fabulous guy. Back in the early 2000s, he said, you know, Mikey, because um, he'd heard me give a lot of my speeches, he said, it seems as though everyone loves freedom of speech until they hear something they don't like. And I, I always think about that. It's a simple little statement to make, but it's it just like it's easy for someone to be a bully and dish out hatred and meanness, but they can't take it back. So it, you may not like to hear things. Like, I don't like being told I'm going to burn eternally in hell. A lot of people that believe I am, I mean, devout Christians, are on our staff. They donate to us. They're good people. They're evangelical Christians. I understand they're entitled to that view. I hope they're wrong, but they haven't crossed the the uh, the. the uh, the, the chasm to become fundamentalist Christian nationalists, but they're evangelicals. That is their right to believe it. I don't like it, but I would fight until my last breath to make sure they could say that. I will not fight with my last breath, quite the opposite, to allow someone to say that um, we need to have one religion only in this country. Because, Cameron, we have seen that train leave the station before, and it leads to a vast vast quantity of blood flowing in the streets. And uh, by our very nature, you know, um, you know, homo sapiens, we are a very, very new species on this planet. And the concept of civilization is quite newer, very, very new. And so the idea of America, uh, this, this wonderful experiment of democracy has a lot of growing pains in it. And so we're not perfect yet. We are like toddlers. I mean, our species barely has been on this planet. And that the idea of civilization, without kowtowing to a monarch or a king or a strongman or something like that, is still very new. We need to be able to protect it very carefully. I mean, remember what, um, what Dr. Ben Franklin said. I always say this at the end of my speeches. Uh, when he emerged from the Constitutional Convention, he was the rock star of his day. Uh, and he was surrounded by his fellow Americans saying, Dr. Franklin, Dr. Franklin, what type of government have you bequeathed us? Remember his statement was, you know, a republic with the warning, if you can keep it. So what I'm asking everyone, please help me and the Military Religious Freedom Foundation and Cameron and others keep this republic. That's it. Excellent. Well, on that cheery note, uh, we'll, we'll let you go. Links will be in the description on how people can reach out to you. And uh, thank you for coming on the Cameron Journal podcast.
that's all for this episode of the Cameron Journal podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Visit us online at CameronJournal.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I love to talk to my followers and listeners. So please feel free to uh, get us on social media at Cameron Cowan on Twitter. And we'll see you next time on the Cameron Journal podcast. <laughs>